You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. You know, there's been a, a lot of challenges, but overall, you know, the quarterbacks have, have played well enough for us to win. We got to get better around them. Uh, we got to give them a little more time so they're more comfortable staying in the pocket. We got to get some more weapons in the program, and, and the guys we have on the field uh, need to be in the right spots so the quarterback can trust them there. And, you know, everybody always looks at the quarterback, and there, there's been some good and bad there, and, and certainly having guys nicked up hasn't helped, but we're going to continue to get better around them. We know what we're capable of as an offense. It's just a matter of, of piecing it together. Along with that, I, I, I feel like I started making some, some better throws and, and executing my job, and, and the guys uh, the guys around me had a good game. I think uh, offensively the guys around me did their job well. Um, it was me. You know, I, I missed some throws, and, you know, I'll, I'll take the blame. Uh, I don't want to talk about depth chart or anything like that. Um, Adrian did some really good things, needs to play better. You know, we missed some wide open guys Saturday, and, and that can't happen. I don't know how much of that has to do with, with his health, uh, but the other guys are playing really well. I feel good about the depth there. And welcome here to this bi-week edition of the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, and Nate Klaus, as you heard Scott Frost and Adrian Martinez there as Nebraska loses another game uh, disappointing fashion and really uh, pretty similar to the loss against Colorado and Indiana. I mean, Nebraska was up 10 nothing, should have been more. Colorado was 17 nothing, probably should have been more. Um, Indiana was 14 to 3, and then the Hoosiers mounted, uh, marched back um, yeah, at that point. So um, all three of those losses to me have been swing losses for this season. Uh, you get two of those, it has a different feel. You get all three. Um, you know, you obviously feel way better about this year sitting at seven and two, but here we are four and five guys with Maryland and Iowa and, and then obviously Wisconsin coming up next. It's not going to get any easier. And I, I think the quarterback discussion has really gotten heated up even more than we ever thought. I think going into the season, the thought of anybody, you know, coming in for Adrian Martinez because he was struggling was not even in our, our our realm of thought. And here we are on a bye week, and it's a legitimate question being asked to Scott Frost. Adrian Martinez is missing wide open guys. He didn't run it as well early, or they weren't calling runs for him in that game. And uh, we know Noel Vedrill's played well. McCaffrey didn't travel. He's played well. Uh, the gap has been closed. I think everybody would agree, Robin, when you look at that quarterback room. And these final three games, to me, are so big for Adrian Martinez to prove he is the guy we once thought he was. You go back to August, I think the only way people saw somebody replacing Adrian Martinez was if he left early for the NFL. <laughs> I mean, you think about just the hype that was around that guy. Uh, I mean, he was a preseason Heisman Trophy candidate, and people were talking to him. Uh, we had him as our number one quarterback in the Big Ten, and now here we are. Was uh, he number one for us in our – For number one. Oh, my yeah. gosh. But it wasn't it didn't no, it wasn't I crazy. I mean, literally he was one of the top like ju- people criticized it was Justin Fields and uh and Adrian Martinez. And so uh I mean, there was plenty of reason to base that off of the way he played at the end of last season, the improvements, the offense as a whole made under um, you know, his direction uh in, the, in year one. And so going into year two, you know, this was supposed to be a breakout campaign for Adrian Martinez, and it's been anything but. Um the regression we've seen uh, from him has been startling in a lot of different ways for a guy that looked so good uh, and so elite at times 
Uh, now it just seems like he, he's having trouble getting out of his own way. I mean, missing wide-open receivers against Purdue. He hits any one of those wide-open touchdown passes that he just kind of overthrew. Uh, that game's a completely different story. Um, and just the hesitancy and uh, just frustration he seems to be playing with um, really leads to you to believe that you know maybe all this off-season attention and uh, hype got to him a little bit to where he felt the pressure to be a Heisman Trophy quarterback on every single snap. And then, you know, things didn't go well early and then stuff starts to compound and snowball on it. And so I, I, yeah, I agree. These next three games are very important um, because what we saw against Purdue, I mean, the fourth quarter was good, but uh, there's been far too many instances of this offense being completely inept when Adrian's at quarterback. And you pair that with um, the flashes that Noah Vedrill and even Luke McCaffrey to an extent have shown when they've gotten their opportunities that gap is as close as it's ever been, and he needs to play well and play consistently in order to preserve that number one title going into next year. Yeah, it really does make you wonder exactly what what is going on with Adrian. You know, what is the issue? I know, yeah, he's lost some key pieces. He lost Stanley Morgan Jr., you know, Divino Zigbo, a couple guys from the offensive line, and that's really going to uh, impact It still you. shouldn't matter for but, the great ones. But, so. yeah, I mean, that's yeah, that's the thing is it, it shouldn't – it shouldn't matter if you're missing wide open guys and, and you know if looking hesitant on the football field. I mean, he just he never looked that way last year, and um, you know I'm I'm really curious. There's got to be some some sort of underlying issue there uh, that is that is kind of holding him back or that has really kind of impacted his play this year. But the bottom line is, I think like Robin said, when when Noah Vedral and and even Luke McCaffrey to a certain extent, when they've gotten their opportunities. They've looked just as good. I, you know, at this point in the season, I don't think you can really say, well, um, Martinez is the only the only quarterback on the roster that gives you a shot to to win. I, I you know, I think it's kind of a coin flip at this well, and, at this point in time. And as we talk quarterbacks here on the Husker Online Show, here's the gamble you make: if you pull Martinez from a game, like let's just say last week, you pull them out in the third quarter and go Vedral. It's never the same probably ever again at that point. And are you willing, and I said this on the chat this week, are you willing to throw it all out the window and say you no longer are the guy and, and we're, we're shaking it up here? Because that's a big gamble when you know how good this guy has been when he's been at its best. And I do think Scott Frost being a quarterback – you know where fans wanted him benched for at times in '96 and '97. He's got the the mental knowledge of that. A head coach that stuck behind him and Tom Osborne, and it paid off. And I think there's some of that going on right now uh, with how he's managed Adrian. He knows he's not playing anywhere near his best football, uh, but he also knows you know it would be detrimental maybe to his career if they pulled him at this point. And are you willing to walk down that road right now? Yeah, as bad as things have gone for Adrian, he's still their guy. And Scott Frost said on Wednesday there was never a thought during that Purdue game of pulling Adrian Martinez out of that game unless he was injured. And so they were going to stick with him, you know, good times and bad. And uh, like I said, it, it – kind of paid off with the way that he was able to kind of regroup and get things going a little because they ran him like a horse yeah i mean they 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 they, they, they didn't do that in the first half yeah uh, said they're running shovel passes at the goal line but that's a different story uh they uh, with adrian i mean like i said they're they're gonna ride this thing out and it's gonna be a situation where um he's essentially going to have to force their hand to where 
things are going to get to a point where it's so bad that Frost and the staff have no choice but to make a change. And, you know, whether that's injury or whether it's performance-based, we don't know. But it sounds like this staff is not even considering the option of making a, a long-term change at that position. Adrian Martinez is their guy, and like I said, they're going to roll with him. And I think it does have everything to do with Frost being a former quarterback. And, and I don't I forget where I heard the story, but um, I know Frost has talked about one time where he got booed uh, at Memorial Stadium. Central Florida game. Yeah, the Central Florida game. He got booed basically off the field, and Tom Osborne came to him and said, you're like, don't worry about it. You're, you're our guy. I believe in you. I have faith in you. You're, you're going to get this done. And – and he's talked about how that how much that meant to him when you know when things weren't going well when the fans inside Memorial Stadium even were booing him um, that that he knew his head coach had his back and and so I, I guarantee you that that's kind of the same similar situation here between Frost and Martinez. I think the biggest thing we we need to see that eye of the tiger back in Martinez where he has that fierce competitor look and it just hasn't felt that way. Well, you saw a little bit of that in that fourth quarter, and, that final drive. I mean, he was playing with some fire again. And if that means that you need to run him more, run him more. I mean, they haven't had that luxury. Not running him in the first half might have cost him that game. I think it did. I mean, because you score and go up 14 nothing, You kick off again. Purdue's down 14 nothing on their 20-25 yard line. You kind of like your chances right there I do, yeah. at I, that point. I 100% agree with you. But we got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about uh, more offensive things, redshirt talk, um, who's got games left to play, and uh, the management of some players like Ramirez Johnson. We'll get into all that next here. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.